Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. My name is Curtis. I am just your typical Spike hosting the show with me as per the huge Dustin. Dustin, say hello. Yo. He says yo because he's so street. Also That's on right. line with us is our producer who is also from the streets of Des Moines. Cameron, how are you, sir? Good, man. Uh, so can we just say, like, what was that right before, like, seconds before we go online, you just take, like, this giant, you slam something back as quickly as possible, and I about lost it. It's it's uh, water right now, but it was jasmine green tea. <laughs> okay. As we covered like many episodes past, this show is infused with green tea, right, Dustin? You do green tea a lot. Always. Yeah. So there it is. Yeah. There, there it is. Okay. So we're going to start out this show... Like we start out every show talking about our weeks. Um, Cameron, did you play at all this week? Uh, insanely busy week at work, which meant no magic. Kind of sad. So the 15 hours or 17 hours I played last week was made up for with this week. Okay, so Dustin, you got your trade on, right? Got my trade on. I was trying to trade out uh, 12 boxes worth of Born of the Gods stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Did you? That's the real question. <laughs> well, obviously, the majority of playables are gone. I was kind of surprised how many of the um, random gods, like the blue-white god I still have some of, and I, I would have figured people would want that. I don't know. But uh, Bramaz yeah. was going like crazy. Fancy that. And then uh, I'm out of Seder Fire Dancers and Eidolon of Countless Battles and all the other basic pieces you think that people would want. So, so what are you kind of saddled with, just the other junk rares? A, a lot of stuff that, yeah... Yeah, people aren't talking about, which, I don't know. Maybe one of them will become a sleeper. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Dude, you <laughs> the, sound the so looking... like, down in the dumps about this set. And we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Just, uh, okay. But, you know, there is, I mean, marginal hope for for the value of Born of the Guts. Again, marginal. I'm not trying to get your hopes up here, okay? Right. So, so a question I have is, with like gate crash or other sets that have come out in this January February time slot are there is this kind of normal with like eh some of the cards are okay but for the most part the set just seems very i feel very down on the set is that is that kind of a common occurrence it's a little bit different right now it seems that a majority of the money in the set is in mythics which are bound to fall in price um I think when I was first adding it up, cards that were over $3 in the rare slots, there was like maybe eight of them in the entire set that was higher than that. So overall, it's it's, it's kind of skimpy. I mean, a lot of times you'll have, you know, a couple $3 here, there, some $5 here and there, and then, you know, maybe some stuff that are up a little bit higher. But it's just the consistency is just not what it is usually. A lot of these cards came out the gate at $0.49 cents on Star City which is really mm -hmm. scary. Mm. Now, I would say, and this is just an overall general rule, kind of the finance world and the competitive world operate sometimes in different circles. They are related, but some of these things, um, you know, the value fluctuates sometimes based upon speculation, not what's actually happening, right? Right. We see this in modern. Bitter Blossom's a great example. Nobody really knows the competitive level of the fairy's deck, I've talked to, or I should say, I've read about people that have tested it, and they found it to be pretty underwhelming. Uh, right. I haven't personally tested it, but you know, some of this stuff has room to grow. I would say on a competitive level, usually the second set in this time frame, you don't see a ton of new decks. 
Usually mm-hmm. you see the decks that are already in existence get a little bit better or a lot better. The last time, and I was talking about some about this uh, with someone at the shop the other day, the last time I can really remember this happening where the second set came out and changed everything was World Wake. And World Wake, mm-hmm. you know, had really powerful cards, like band level cards, right? Um, whereas every time else, like last, I guess it would have been two seasons ago, you know, there was a Delver deck, the second set came out, Delver got better, you know? I mean, it's just... Mm-hmm. Right. It's that's kind of what we tend to look at, but unfortunately on the finance side, this set is starting really low. There's a lot of junk rares and Dustin's well, loving it, it apparently. There there's some <laughs> cards that are like right on the cusp of like they should be a little bit higher like Herald of Torment, it's like $2 instead of 3. Um Hero Heroes, it's like that right there I think should be a little bit more. Um some of the cards I still think are playable. It's just they haven't gotten to the to the point where, you know, you can trade for value for them. Right. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, totally. And for me, I went out and played F&M. Um, and, you know, I show up to the shop early to buy the cards that I need. And I'm thinking about getting faded. What's the, the wrath effect? Faded something or other. Retribution. retribution. Faded retribution. Yeah. I'm thinking about this. And then I just kind of sigh to myself and go, just give me four of the blue white lands. <laughs> and then I, I Which sit makes down to my deck, sense. take out some number of lands, put in those, you know what I mean? Those in those slots, play blue-white Azorius Control, like mm-hmm. the exact mm-hmm. list that you think someone would play, and I play it, right? And that's it, you know? <laughs> there wasn't any incentive for me to buy or try anything else. Right. Um, so how'd you do? Uh, split for the winnings. So I was okay. undefeated. Um, I, I, you know... I, I, I should say this. This is my big commentary on standard. Yes, there is a skill level, um, but some of the decks, people are really incentivized to play horribly. Here's what happens. I'm obviously a control player, and all the time people go to insane lengths to protect their pack rat against me. Right? <laughs> They'll slam a pack right. rat. I won't do anything, right? Because I'm holding a supreme verdict or something. They'll pitch like two or three cards, and then I wrath them, and then the game's over, right? right. I just, it's so clear that Packrat is just terrible against my deck, but Packrat wins so many games against so many other kind of decks. You know, I, I always view it as like two mana, can I please win the game for free? Mm-hmm. And then me going, no, you may not win the game for free, right? <laughs> and that just happens over and over again. Packrat has got to be one of the most. Irritate. I don't think I've lost a constructed game to it. <laughs> I've lost a lot of limited games to it. But right. I just, ah, man, what a frustrating card. It incentivized people to play incorrectly. I, you know, in my local metagame, and I don't know how it is for you, Cameron, everyone is either playing mono black or uh, mono red. That's like all I'm running into. Hmm. I, I see a lot of mono black. Not a lot of red, though. Yeah, I, I played against it twice. Um, my my blue white deck is tilted way towards the mono red matchup. I play four last breath main, wow. right? Yeah, and I keep asking Dustin to get me more foils of last breath, but he's he's slacking on me. I, I know they're just <laughs> they're nowhere to be found, man. <laughs> I mean, how, it's weird. You, I've got Russian dissipates, Japanese <laughs> foil divinations, and just plain old last breath. Like it's right. really disappointing, man. It, that's really embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. I know. It's How just... am I supposed to like polish my shark cred, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that stuff it's just it just sits in boxes, right? I mean, 
when it's just a common or uncommon that people don't expect to be worth any money, which oh, and, Foil Last Breath and, really isn't worth any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, here's the other problem is, you know, I'm playing with these foreign cards, and for the most part, I know what they do, but I ultimate Elspeth, my Korean Elspeth, against right. this guy. He's, you know, he's a new player, and he's like, so what does it do exactly? <laughs> and when you say it, you say it, it sounds like you're lying. You're like, okay, so all these tokens get plus two, plus two, and flying. And I'm going to swing in for 27 damage next turn. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I had to pull it up on my phone. That was a little awkward. That happens. Yeah. So, so he didn't um, believe you? Like, straight up didn't believe you? He's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> he just gave me that look. He didn't say anything, uh-huh. right? But, you know, that can be very frustrating. <laughs> um, you know, I try and close out those games as quickly as I can, right? I, I'm not really interested <laughs> in the post-game talk. Um, but at any rate, you know, standard still a snore. It's still where I can get some winnings. I'm trying to get more into standard. I want some money. And so, Dustin, here's what I picked up. I want to get your input okay. on this. So modern legacy, I'm set, right? Pretty much. Right. I win like 20-some-odd dollars. I pick up Sylvan Karyatids for next standard season. You think that's a good investment? Uh, I've been trading into those two, uh, and the reason for it is they have such a long time <laughs> before rotation. So... Green always ends up having something that's speedy or something that just uses like the mana bird type effect, right? So I don't see it as being a bad deal. What'd you get into him at? Six or seven. It was something like that. Okay. So I, did, I had to do bad. the whole Yeah. I had to do the whole wait in line while everybody in front of me got their prizes. And there was yeah. drama because, you know, I drew into the money at the end. Uh, and the guy that had one loss was really irritated at me. He's like, that's not fair. You shouldn't get a free buy. You know, the rest of us had to get our wins. And mm-hmm. Yeah. He also earned his loss, but I didn't mention that. I just kind of walked right. away, right? <laughs> Curtis, you do know that you're, like, the only person to ever draw in to prize money, like, on the face of the earth, and this guy just had to call you out on it. I just did that's it true. to ruin this guy's night. Exactly. Right? That that was the entire goal of the evening. As a blue-white control player, I counter spells and I ruin knights, right? right. That's yeah. me. Crush dreams, crush souls. Okay, so uh, let's uh, take a quick break, come back, talk about some new standard decks. All right, guys, we've got a new standard, uh, but just like the Who said, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, Right. Star nice. City Games open happened wow. in I think it was Tennessee, right? I'd have to look. Nashville, yeah, yeah. Whoo, I know my states. Um, and uh, the deck list are what's a nice way of saying this? We alluded to this earlier. Um, slight tunings of what we'd seen before. Mono blue <laughs> devotion one with exactly zero born of the gods cards. <laughs> uh, Cameron's nice. you know nemesis deck not going anywhere. Cameron, I know you've been kind of looking at this list of decks all day. So what stands out to you, man? Anything? Anything at all? A, I'm not surprised by anything I'm seeing here. I think Mm -hmm. the biggest surprise is on the Star Cities game, fourth place went to a blue-white-red control deck, um, which was using the Faded Retribution, which I know we were a little bit down on. Um, I was kind of curious to see how that all kind of played out i didn't actually watch that match at all but um that was probably the most interesting deck list that i've seen just because i'm most interested in something like that Mm -hmm. but 
everything that we're seeing is exactly what I was expecting. Green Red Monsters is going to be big because they're just a lot of good cards. That's where you're seeing like the biggest push with with Born of the Gods cards, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like no big surprises, variations on a theme from last standard season. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not down on it. I'm not up on it. It's just what it is. All right, Dustin, did you fall asleep while looking at these deck lists? Yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> napping right now. Um, I, I guess the one that I'm looking at here that's just really odd to me is the black-white mid-range. I didn't know that was uh, still being played, especially without having it Scryland. Yeah, um, it has a Scryland, Temple of Silence. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. Why yeah, do I keep was... thinking that one's not out? Uh, well, it is. Yeah, um, apparently it is. It's been out for a while. It's Man, still a Thoughtseize, Desecration Demon, you know, Underworld Connections, a lot of the right. same engine pieces that you would see in Mono Black. And your favorite um, Pack Rat. Yeah, Pack Rat, the May I Win the Game for Free Please card. Right. Um, I just I don't see this deck actually being used very often, so it's it's odd to me that it's uh, actually up in the top four. It's kind of an expensive deck compared to uh, Mono Black, but Blood Baron is, you know, it's a house. It, you know, some decks have a real tough time ever beating it. Right. Um, I think the other thing that's really worth noting here is Bile Blight. You know, is a is a nice little piece. It's a nice addition to these decks. Right. Um, Obsidat, which we thought would be, or at least I personally thought would be a huge player in the standard, hasn't been hardly at all. I mean, there he is. Um, but some decks can't kill him whatsoever. You know. I, how come um, we're not seeing um, Drown in Sorrow? I was expecting that card to be used. I think that minus three, minus three, you know, the copies over the same name is just a bigger deal. Right. Um, it's a scary card to play against if you're playing with Elspeth, like I am. Um, right. Because, but, you know, but, I mean, you might have the false impression the, that you're protected when you're not. Even with um, Drown and Sorrow, man, I mean, it just it kind of wipes the board for all that small stuff. I, 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 I would yeah. think that one of them, whether it be Bio Blight or Drown and Sorrow, one would be in the main and one would be in the side. And a lot yeah, of the, the mono black, you're seeing it in the sideboard. So, okay. I mean, some people are sideboarding it, but maybe it just hasn't really found its place yet in the main. Yeah, right. and that one mana difference, like it doesn't fit as well on the curve, right? So it, it's still, you know, I'd, you're right. It's very, very nuanced, the difference, and I haven't tested to know. Right. Um, I honestly, and I, you know, I said this at the store the other night, I honestly think green red is the best deck right now. I don't absolutely. I, yeah. I know a lot of people think mono black or mono blue, but I just think green red has the explosive draws that can just be very very scary for about any right. deck, and just so many um, answers too. It's just it's so quick with uh, such big creatures. It reminds me of when people just kept playing Thrag Tusk over and over, and it's like it wasn't even mid game at that point. It's like Thrag Tusk coming out on like turn three or four, and you're like, really, really, mm-hmm. and then you just it was such an uphill battle the whole time. Yeah, so a few other touches that I want to mention when we're going over these deck lists. That fourth place red-white-blue control is playing Revoke Existence in the main. And we are kind of rapidly approaching that point where Revoke Existence is a playable main deck card because it hits Underworld Connections, Detention Sphere, or a God, right? right. So, like, mm-hmm. all very, very good things. and can actually be a huge blowout, right, if you are managed to hit a God. Um, I think it's still only a control strategy thing. But then the other deck I want to point out is 8th place, the green-white aggro, mm-hmm. is a really low casting cost, like for Soldier of the Pantheon, for Fleece Mainline, for Experiment 1, you know, only two Bramas. That might be a, you know, a card availability thing, but 
uh, main decking three gods willing. So maybe that's what that deck needs to kind of push through kind of the the more creature-dense green-red decks, right? Right. Yeah. So still kind of a snore. Not much exciting to report there. <laughs> right. So if we I'm, pop I'm on over, here. though, to the Super Sunday series, right, this is a tournament. It's the first annual one. Um, a much smaller tournament. I think it was like 40 guys or something like that. Uh, there's this Azorius Auras deck. I saw this hap- this play on camera. It lost to a black-white deck um, that just had Doom Blades and you know, Heroes Downfall, etc. But Dustin, mm-hmm. I saw this and I thought, Dustin's got to play this. <laughs> right? It wins or loses so quickly, you could just get right to trading. How right. does that sound? Right. I mean, that sounds definitely go. like a good thing, right? <laughs> You just want Nia Blitz back, I know. That would be, you know, prime, but and have everything. <laughs> um, um, I'm really liking this deck. I'm just, it's really odd to me that it's only main decking one Afara. I would expect it to have at least two in the main. It's all about that Eidolon, though. That's what you want. You want the enchantments. And the right, right. I mean, and... don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, you still think Afara would be a, a two of at least, and you just be draw, draw, draw. Sure. There was, um, I think it was Mahara, um, who was playing a um, Esper Gods deck mm-hmm. that was like an Esper Dudes deck, and it main decked Afara, and he went off. He drew like six cards off an Afara with right. Brahmas. Right. I, I, I think wow. Afara is still way better than people think it is. I agree. Um, but, but, you know, the gods, we kind of have to start evaluating them because we're seeing them in tournament play. Xenagos seems to... The new Xenagos. Wow, that's confusing. What should we call the new Xenagos? Well, there's only one Xenagos that's a god. The other one's a planeswalker. Okay. That's true, yeah. Xenagos 360. Um, <laughs> Does that, doesn't is, that mean he came like, all the way back to his starting point? I was just trying to make a really bad video game reference. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do something with Greek letters. We'll talk about this later. And then the new one will be called the Xenagos 1. So. There, yeah, <laughs> and it'll eliminate all the confusion. It'll eliminate all of it. Right. Um. Anyway, so Xenagos, he's like a one of or two of in that green red deck. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we haven't seen one for the black red, uh, god yet, Dustin. I'm I'm still waiting on that from you. I know. Sad. Mogus has not shown up, <laughs> but Afara is showing up. So, Cameron, you like any of these deck lists in particular? Uh, you know the the Azorius auras is definitely something that I'm. I really like uh, just because there's so much new stuff in it, and because there's so much new stuff, I feel like a, a, somebody who is just like a seasoned standard player is like, I don't know how to deal with this, um, which to me is always good. Like you can keep your opponent guessing in that sense. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see more Bermaz uh, just because he is so high. Um, and I haven't really seen him, you know, in a lot of tournament play yet, but I feel like he's going to get there in the next couple of weeks. And that brings us to a great transition, Cameron. Yeah. Let's talk value on Born of the Gods. So Dustin alluded to this earlier, um, and we're seeing some kind of interesting value spikes, right? Um, Brahma's right now on Star City is what, sold out at 40? Correct. Everybody's jamming him into everything. Kiora mm-hmm. is also sold out on Star City. Right. So, so is Fenix. <laughs> I, I know you're waiting and, for it. And so is uh, <laughs> the Eidolon of Countless Battles. 
right? I think a lot of people saw what I saw and scooped up pieces for that deck. Um, but here's the question, Dustin. So is this is this like a voice of resurgence thing? Is Bramaz just the only card, and is the rest of the set just that bad? Well, Are these spikes actually something that's worthwhile? Okay, so financially. We we know that the the three lands are probably going to linger around five dollars for a long time. Now mm-hmm. the blue white one is up on Star City at seven, mm-hmm. um, but I mean it, it's still going to be value, right? Uh, I still think Spirit of Labyrinth will go down before it goes up. A lot of people are against me on that. I don't know why. And then I'm not against you, Dustin. I got your back. <laughs> uh, Seder Fire Dancer. I want him to be more than three dollars. I just he's got a long road ahead of him to actually have that happen. He'll probably end up becoming like a dollar. Um, I hope that card like dies in a fire. I hate that card. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I'm very surprised that Pain Seer has not dropped in price yet. What's it sitting at right now? Still at twelve on Star City. Just weird. Oh, really? Well, how in the world? That is I don't so understand. weird. Right, right. So, so when game day comes around, the um, the big uh, foil promo is Pain Seer. So surely that'll affect it somehow. It'll just make the the promo one go way up, and this one will go down, right? Uh, one would hope. Now, right. I did. Someone did try to brew a Pain Seer deck at my F and M. Wow. Did, um, did it have Springleaf Drum? Uh, you know, I don't know. I didn't play against them. They went 0-2 drop. So, right. <laughs> which I think is going to be the story of every Pain Seer deck. Continue. <laughs> so, um, Hero of Eroes is sold out at $2, and that's probably because of the uh, Aura's deck you were talking about. I think he's got potential to, you know, be 3 $4. There's been some other speculation on the internet about him going up. Uh, Hero of Lena Tower, I thought was too cheap at a dollar. It's out of stock, too, but that's not to say it will go up. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very useful, though. Herald of Torment is one that is really weird because it's good, but there's just so much better, right? So it's like it should it, be worth it blocks more money. Specter, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, that but that's still. what I mean. It's still I don't know. I still would rather have a Nightvale Specter. I kind of oh. don't. Right. Right. It, it, so it would be worth more and played more if there wasn't certain cards being used already in the black decks. Makes sense. Right. So. Can we reference our earlier show where we were talking about cards that are up and down and what we think? So I do need to eat a little crow. This will make you happy, Dustin. Always. Because <laughs> sometimes you are right on cards. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. We all Cor- have our day, Courser right? of Crufix kind of had his coming out party uh, yeah. this weekend. He's like $6 he was played, too now. He's played a lot, a lot. He's a good card. He's, he's played card, more yeah. than yep. the... Uh, other three drop the fin- was that fanatic of, of Zinagos that I like better. That is correct. So you know, good for you, man. You called it, and that card is seeing some serious play. It's a good card, right? Um, I, I don't see it going much higher than the six dollars it is already. I mean, if it does go up a little bit more, it's just because people are still opening Born of the Gods. But once everything evens out and everybody has play sets, it's just I think he'll settle in around like five ish. That was probably where Oracle of Moldiah was when her during her lifespan in Standard Two, right? She was five to ten ish, uh, right? Just up and down depending on the the week. If if Valakit was super in that week or not, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I want to talk about Kiora. So she sold out at twenty five, and when that card was first spoiled, we gave it a very middling review, right? Right. 
Um, Brian Brondewin was playing basically blue-white control, splashing green for just Kiora this mm-hmm. last weekend. And then he p- played some other cyborg cards. He was playing Miscutter Hydra as his anti-control card, which is super interesting. Was he playing them all for the the ultimate with the 9-9 Kraken? So I did see that happen on camera. And okay. again, when, you know, when you're a control deck, you're just going to naturally ultimate Planeswalkers more often than other decks because you're looking for the deck to go long. Um, that being said, I still wasn't super impressed with it in that control shell. And I, I honestly feel like there's maybe you know, other things you could be doing at that four mana slot, right? Right. Um, red seems like a better splash because, you know, you can play Assemble the Legion, and that just seems like a much more powerful effect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, at least on its face. You you did hear so, what Kiora is going to be put into, right? No. So, this this past week, week and a half, I've probably gotten rid of close to 50 or 60 some odd Mazes Inns. And apparently she fits in the Mazes in deck along with the Corsair Crew fix because you can play so many additional lands and so on. And I haven't actually oh, seen this it. deck do anything or, or, or do good, but apparently there's a lot of people out there that are willing to try. Hmm. So that deck is good if you're playing against a field of control decks. Right. It's awful, awful against some of these other aggro decks. I, I do not want to be showing up with a mazes in deck <laughs> against a mono blue aggro deck. I just don't want to be. Right. You know, honestly, anytime I'm playing Fog, I'm kind of done. Right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I've heard this song and dance too. And, and I put that in the category of slightly more playable than Pain Seer Springleaf Drum, but still not <laughs> something I'm very interested in doing with my life. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Cameron, Faded. Uh, well, I always screw this faded up. Faded Retribution. Faded Retribution. Do you want to uh, do your um, he's having gloating that. on that one? Well, it, it's seeing play, which um, I've learned never, never to trust both of you because you're clearly wrong on like 97% of everything wow. we ever talk about. Wow. Hey, the one that we told yeah. you you were really wrong on was the blue one, was Infatuation, okay? You That's said true. you are yeah. really yeah. wrong on that. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, I, I'm I'm tending to agree with you guys from from whatever show that was, like episode 22. I mean, the three white plus four just seems like it's way too much for an ultimate, but or not an ultimate, but a wipe the board. It's costly. Um, it's very costly, and I don't know. Yeah, and just so just so our listeners are clear, we're right maybe fifty percent of the time. Okay. I'm sorry, you're right 97% of the time. <laughs> it's like right. we're weather people. It might rain, right. it might well, not, but I'm keeping hey, my dude, job. Let's just pat ourselves a little bit on the back. Eidolon of Countless Battles, we were much more positive on than just about everyone on the internet. So, right. Right. hey, yeah. hey, back off internet. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron. Yeah. You ready to become a spike? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so every week we give Cameron a card. It's an older format card, and we ask him to read and evaluate it. Cameron, I felt I felt like a soft spot in my heart this week. <laughs> I gave you a really easy one. You're welcome. Yeah. So, so what we is have it? A, we have Maze of Ith, 
It's a land, and it says tap, and then you get to untap target attacking creature, prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by that creature this turn. So it's a land drop, so you can't it can't be countered. That's always good. Um, and it's a way to keep a big bomb in check, so you can continually block the damage from that. Um, but in Legacy, this thing, uh, I don't know if I, I, I see this, I can't remember if this was in your Maverick deck or, or something like that, but I mean, Wasteland says bye-bye to it, right? And It also notably it the, doesn't do what? You, you can't pay land, uh, you, can't, you can't tap it for land. Mana. Right. Oh, mana. Yeah, which, which, or mana, I'm sorry, yeah, you can't tap it for mana, which is kind of a, a, a bad thing and like i don't know like swords of plowshares does something better to me even though you have to pay mana for it you're at least removing it from the game so it's just a one-time get rid of big bomb now i can deal with other things um so i'm kind of just ambivalent towards this card because it seems like yeah on one hand it, it's it's uncounterable and you you can keep something in check but there's too many answers in, in Legacy for it from my limited perspective of it. Well, what we need... All right, Dustin, go. What we need is this card needs to be reprinted in the third set of Theros, and then people can use Painseer. <laughs> right? <laughs> you attack with your own Painseer, untap him, he's removed from combat, and you're, you're just getting cards, right? Sure. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm just going to make it official. I... I hate Painseer. I hate that <laughs> Join card. the club, man. I'm using hate in its strongest sense here. Like, I would like Painseer to be eliminated. Put that and Seder Fire Dancer in a blender. Right. Right. But Never want to even look at him or, or hear about him again. Anyway, go ahead, Dustin. Cameron, that's one of my points. The point is, is you can use it on one of your own creatures as well to get an effect out of him and then prevent him from dying in combat. Sure. I mean, there, there's got to be something where you can, like, just continually get mana from tapping this untapping or you know untapping a creature to tap the creature to untap you know i'm sure there's some sort of like mana effect with like some sort of elf or or something right actually no um really okay it it functions almost exactly how you said um it's it's mostly defensive in nature right Mm -hmm. um however however Dustin's right. You can use it on your own creatures. You can do this crazy huge attack. They block one thing, and then you're like, well, nope, you can't get that one, right? You untap it. Here's what's confusing. Knight of the Reliquary, right? That's a card that you can tap it to sacrifice to forest or planes to get any land out of your deck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And put it in the battlefield. So decks that play with Knight of the Reliquary tend to have these huge kind of... Uh, you know, land packages that you can go and get certain things that you need when you need them, right? Maze of Ith is usually one of. Um, but what you can actually do is attack with Knight of the Reliquary, combat damage hits, right? And then after combat damage, you can use Maze, Maze of Ith effect. So even though it but... says this creature does not deal damage, the damage step has already happened, and then there's an end of combat step where you can untap your Knight of the Reliquary. What? No. Which... Uh, so... <laughs> it's dirty, make isn't my it? head hurt. So, so there's... Within the sequence of events... In combat, are, there is... In, ca- in combat, 
There's begin a... combat, declare attackers, declare blockers, first strike damage, regular damage, and then Clean in up combat. Effects. Right. End right. combat. Okay. So during in combat, and if we were looking at Magic Online, you would see this step very clearly. Okay. You can untap one of your own guys after they've already dealt damage. Okay? Every okay. time I've done this in a live event, a judge has been called on me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time. But I'm preventing combat damage. <laughs> they're like, no, they'll, they'll be like, that's not what the card says. The card says that the combat damage is prevented. I'm like, look, bro, that already happened. Right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I like okay. have it all pulled up on my phone and everything. It's wretched. <laughs> but the other deck that uses Maze of Ith a lot is this deck called Lands that actually wants to prolong the game and just uses Maze of Ith to basically fog your most dangerous attacker while they do other things. You'll note that Maze of Ith is not legendary. So a deck like mm -hmm. Lands can just play three of them or four of them or mm -hmm. whatever, and sure. it doesn't matter. Right? And it's also a okay. lot cheaper than Tabernacle, Pendrel Veil, which is what? How much, Dustin? 600 bucks? Uh, something crazy like that. Yeah. It's really sad. And the so, art is, like, freaking sweet. Like, that is a beautiful card. Well, which version are you talking about? Well, which about? one are you looking at? Uh, I don't know. I think I sent you the... From the, the, the Vault Realms. Uh, yeah, I love that I armor. It's gorgeous. Uh, the am I the only one the that likes the Judge promo better? I do I do not like the judge really? promo better. I like the old art too, oh, but art, every yeah. time I find a maze of ith, it's like in just the worst condition ever. I mean it looks like it came out white bordered. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just terrible. All right, so a few things. Number one, uh you can find our show as per the usual on MTGcast, brainstormbrewery.com and iTunes, and not to mention our site, spikefeed.com. Uh Dustin, if someone would like to follow you on Twitter, can they? They can't. Just doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Dustin only um, follows his mom, and his mom only follows him. It's a very weird. That's, that's just creepy. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do have Twitter questions, you can hit up Cameron. Uh, Cameron is at at Dustin underscore Gore <laughs> or at Cameron underscore McCoy, which I'm actually going to create that tonight, I think. You, you really don't need available. to. Don't do it, man. Like uh, I said, if you can't answer questions as crass as I would, then it's just pointless. <laughs> we just need a generator, right? Like just a, yeah, a web page yeah. that it's a Dustin crassness generator. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Curtis now. I've been, again, just super... Uh, Super excited with all the interaction that we've been getting through Twitter, through our website, through our email. It's Absolutely. been great, guys, and we do appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. <laughs>